She was part of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival's very first production in its Montgomery home back in 1985. And this year, she decided to take a step back. Greta Lambert's onstage presence is powerful. Face to face, she's quiet and humble and really shy and just as unassuming as she can be as she reflects over her incredible career and accomplishments. If you haven't had the opportunity to fall in love with Greta's performances, you will surely come to love her meek and modest personality. I'm Bethany Davis, and this is Being Real. Sponsored by The Weight Clinic and Alpha Insurance. Just a little disclaimer before we get started, some construction work was happening in our building when we recorded this interview, so don't be alarmed if you hear some beeping noises in the background. It's been an emotional yes, week yes, for it you. Yes, it has. Um, when, when Rick picked this play, um, I read that Shakespeare, they say, some scholars say it was his last play at the Globe Theater, and that if you listen to the words, you can hear all these farewells. And uh, in fact, he even says something about um, uh, the gorgeous palaces, the great globe itself. And he could be talking about the world, but oh could he goodness. also be talking about the Globe Theater. And, um, and then at the end, it's kind of like saying goodbye. Yeah. And so it, it was just a perfect vehicle to retire on. Right. <laughs> so 38 years. This is just, we'll just talk about Alabama Shakespeare Festival and your time there to begin with because 38 years is one heck of a career period. But you have literally been with the Alabama Shakespeare Festival from the very beginning. Yes, from its Montgomery beginnings. From its Montgomery beginning. That, that's, yes. a, that's fair to say. Yes. But what an incredible feet. What an incredible something to be a credit to say, I have been here from the start and yes. literally built this place from the ground up. Yes, and the funny thing was, was that I was living in New York. I'm from Birmingham. Yeah. And I was living in New York and, you know, you're an actor so you have to get an agent. And the first thing she submitted me for was a 10-month contract at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. And I thought, no, please, no. It took me my whole life to get up here. <laughs> you and didn't want to come back to Alabama. I, I mean, I came kicking and screaming, but I had to give her a commission for something. Oh, and well, what sure. Great, and what a great commission. And um, the minute I got here, I, I was at home. I loved it. I loved the people. I loved the place. I loved the plays I was allowed to do or asked to do. And Martin Platt, who cast me in New York, and he was the founder of Alabama Shakespeare Festival when it was in Anniston. One day we were walking down the hall and somebody said, oh, we went to Montevallo at the same time. And he said, you're from Alabama. Oh. <laughs> I said, yes, I am. <laughs> so it kind of changed his concept of Alabama. And um, then I, I kept going back to New York, but then I'd get another season. And I'd go back to New York and get another season. And eventually I thought, this is silly, I should just move here. Yeah. And, and so I did. And here you are. <laughs> Gosh, when you, I mean, do you have a number? Do you have any idea how many Alabama Shakespeare plays? It's over a hundred. Wow. Um, I tried counting and one time I came up with 97 and one time 103, so. <laughs> 
somewhere in there, 100 range. Somewhere in there, somewhere in there. And the, the funny thing is, is that as an actor, we're all conditioned to think that success is Broadway or movies or a TV series. And once I started coming here and playing great roles and learning by playing great roles and working with great people, I thought, this is what it is. This is success. You know, and then I met my husband, so that was more success. Yes. So um, I, I've just been so lucky. Do you have any favorites as you look back over the years? Any favorites? I, I do. Moments? I do. I have a top three. Oh, good. Um, there was a brand new play. We have a Southern Writers Festival, and it was a brand new play based on a novel by Lee Smith called Fair and Tender Ladies. And I played a girl from Appalachia from 12 years old to 70. Oh, wow. I only left the stage at intermission. And there were two other women who played all the other characters, and then there was a bluegrass band. And I'd never really heard bluegrass music before, and something about that music just spoke to my soul. Oh, how about that? Um, I think all my family are from Appalachia, but there was just something about the story and the play that just touched me way way deep down, yes. <laughs> marrow deep, I like to say. And um, so that was my favorite. And then um, I always wanted to play Lady Macbeth. Yeah. I saw a high school production when I was in the fifth grade and I thought, I gotta play that. And it took 40 years, but I played it. And then Blanche Dubois in Streetcar uh, by Tennessee Williams. Yes. It was a hard play. It kind of makes you go to really dark, scary places. but. I was glad I did. So in the fifth grade, you said, in the fifth grade, I've got to play that. You knew this was going to be your future from that I, young I of an age? Yes, I saw a high school production, and I thought, that's it. That's, i, I got to play that. I had decided by then to be an actor, My, but first I wanted to be a spy. A spy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you me, might have been a good one. Me and my dad, oh my gosh, once I learned how to scary and dangerous it could be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but my dad and I would watch Mission Impossible and Honey West and The Man from Uncle, and I would think, wow, they dress up in disguises and they use funny accents. Yes. That's what I want to do. And I would practice in my room, you know. And like I say, eventually I figured out, wow, that's a really dangerous job. Yes. I don't want to do that. So you found another way to dress up and have accents. Yes, yes it just seemed like a natural fit. <laughs> That's so great. So were you yeah. very active in theater growing up? No, not really. Um, my mom says I did little puppet shows in kindergarten. I was very shy. I'm very shy still. And it, reading out loud, you know, if a, if a teacher said, who wants to read this paragraph? I do, I do. Um, and so I did puppet shows, and every once in a while there would be a school play. Um, and it was a way for me to express myself, you know, to just come out of my shell. And my high school speech teacher, Nell Salamone, took me by the hand to University of Montevallo and introduced me to all the theater faculty and said, this girl has something you need to, you need to bring her here. Um, 
So that was really where it got serious, was in college. Yeah, that's really cool. That is really yeah. neat. I love that you said you're, you're so shy because that typically does not, that doesn't usually align with the type of work that you spent your life doing. I know, you would think so, but there are a lot of shy actors. Well, I wonder, does that, do you feel like that provides some sort of benefit in your work? Do you feel like that kind of gives you a different perspective than somebody who is naturally Maybe. extroverted and who loves to have the right, attention. Right, right, class clown or yes. whatever. Yeah. I think it just gives me permission to be me, oh. to be all the me's that are in it. I mean, everybody has so many different personalities, really, and it gave me permission to just be me. All the yous. What are all the yous? <laughs> Tell me about your personality. You're right. We all do. We have. We all wear different hats. Yes, we all have. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you talk differently to your children, to your pets, to your boss, <laughs> to your husband, and it's the same thing. Yeah. That's it's exactly funny. the same thing. Yeah, you're exactly right. In fact, a producer told me just yesterday, oh, I've never heard your mom voice before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We do. We it's have, a role. We have different roles. Yeah. And you've played them You've played them all, it feels like. Yes, and, and discovered some that I didn't know I had. <laughs> <laughs> you've worked with a lot of a lot of really cool people, a lot of really neat people. I can't yes. imagine... You must have some really great stories to tell about some of those people. The thing about Alabama Shakespeare Festival is that it is about the people. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful state-of-the-art theater facility, but it's the people, you know. It's my friends in the prop shop. It's the people who work in the costume oh. shop. It's the scene shop. It's the people who work in admin or in marketing. and It's all those people that you get to know who are contributing with their talents and they're so excited to support what's on stage and then of course the actors who come in countless amazing talented people yeah when you've been in a place for so long you really get to see I think evolve might be the right word how things evolve how people evolve how talent mm -hmm. evolves I just wonder what you have seen, how you've seen the people that you work with on the stage or behind the stage, mm -hmm. or even in front of the stage, yes. <laughs> the people that are watching you, how you've seen that evolve over time. One of the fun things I do is I run education. And so I'm in charge of all the classes and the camps. And I have known little kids who have grown up taking theater classes. Um, one of them now teaches drama in London. Um, one of them teaches at Montgomery Academy. And these are people who started off like I did, maybe yeah. a little shy and wanted to take an acting class. And I've just seen them grow and flourish. I mean, any parent who brings a student to our classes, they can tell you it's not about learning how to act. It's gaining skills and confidence and communication skills and expression skills or collaboration, thinking outside the box um, that prepares you for all kinds of careers. And I've seen so many of those people just start to glow and turn into magnificent grown-ups yeah. who then want to teach other people and maybe not even necessarily about theater. So that's been one of the really, really great joys. I think that's one of the really neat things about theater in general is that there's so much you could say about it 
that's not really even about theater. You could say yeah. this is about this is about the show, but this is not really about the show. There's so much that um, that you can take away mm -hmm. and put into your literal every day, every hour yes. life. What kind of lessons do you feel like the theater has taught you? Um, well, here's a funny story. My mail carrier, um, she had never seen a play and we kept wanting to do something nice for her and she'd heard I was retiring and mentioned something about, oh, I wish I could go to the play, so I got her a ticket. And she saw me the next day and she said, when you broke that stick, uh, Prosper has a magic staff. When you broke that stick, she said, it spoke to me. It said, karmically, break the stick. <laughs> and I just started crying. It was so beautiful that she got some message of the play that I didn't even know she was right. going to take away from it. So I think that's the great thing about theater is it's about great stories, learning about other people, learning about yourself um, through all the wonderful stories that you see on stage. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself? About me? Um, that I'm incredibly fortunate and lucky. Um, and that friendship is so important and um, to do what makes you happy. You know, and to not try to live up to other people's expectations, but find out what your own are and live up to those. Communities don't just happen, they're built by people. From the big moments to the small acts of kindness. It's the authentic connections we make that define us. At Alpha Insurance, we know that every day you're building things that are worth protecting. Because for us, this is more than coverage. It's who we are. Alpha Insurance, building tomorrow, together. Did you have to change your expectations? Do you feel like over the course of your career, have you oh, yes. modified? Yes. Um, at first, when I started coming back over and over again to ASF, I thought, I'm not doing what actors are supposed to do. I'm not getting out there and starving in New York. And <laughs> um, Although I did a little bit of that, too. <laughs> do people want to starve in New York? Oh, I suppose. Oh, yes, if you think your big break is right around the corner. Um, so, so I did some of that until I realized I don't have to do that. No. I, I can just be here and, and the people in this community are so beautiful. You know, I see people in the grocery store, oh, we saw this play, we saw that, or I took my little niece to see blah, blah, blah. And they're just so kind and the, they'll tell you how the plays affected them. Um, or their kids, or their neighbors, uh, and I feel like I'm part of a community. Yeah. And what a what a gift that is to feel part of this town. You are. You are most definitely a part of this community. You have given this community so much. Do you see your work as 
the service and the gift that it has been <laughs> to us? No, I'm, I'm grateful that that's true because other people's work have been a gift to me. Um, so I'm humbled and honored that you would say that. Um, I remember um, the very first play at ASF that I was in that opened the theater in Montgomery. Philip Pleasance played um, Oberon and I was Titania and he was the fairy king and I was the fairy queen. And I used to just sit backstage when I wasn't on stage with him and listen to how he used the language. He just wrapped his whole being around words, if that makes any sense. And I learned so much from him and countless others about how to act, how to use language, how to do Shakespeare. I really didn't know that much when I first came here. <laughs> but I learned by watching great people. You say you didn't know that much, but this wasn't your first stop. You, you, no. you had other, other yes. work long before you came to Montgomery. Yes. Um, I've worked in various other regional theaters around the country in St. Louis, where I met my husband, um, in Cincinnati, Norfolk, um, Cleveland, a lot of, um, um, one of my favorite places on earth, Santa Fe. New Mexico. Oh, wow, yeah. And I even did a little time out in L.A. I did a little part in the TV show where I had to speak, speak with a French accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so that's where your spy work came in handy. Uh, <laughs> it did, it did. And uh, the producer of the show, who was also the star of the show, Anthony Zerby, he said that the kick is going to be that you're not really French. You've just done that to make Teaspoon fall in love with you. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> There's a twist. It was spy work. Yes, it yeah. sure was. That's yeah. so great. So we like to play a little game here. Oh, okay. We call it just, it's just a moment to be real. Okay. So I want you to not think. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I want you to just spit out me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. <clears throat> Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Basketball or football? Basketball. Sweet or salty? Ooh, if not both, I say sweet. Yeah, me too. Cats or dogs? Cats. We're coming back Although to Although I have both. Comedy or suspense? Suspense. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's hard. Mm. It takes too long to think. Favorite song? Uh, oh, these are hard. <laughs> Let's have, let me ask you this. If you're at home and you're just doing the dishes or the laundry or whatever you like to do or don't like to do at home, <laughs> cooking dinner, mm -hmm. what's happening in your house? Is the TV on? Do you have music playing? Music's playing. Yes. Nickel Creek. Okay. Yes. Or uh, the Punch Brothers. I love um, bluegrass music. Yes. Yes. That's fun. Mm -hmm. who's, in, who's there with you? Uh, well, Rodney is either there or playing golf, <laughs> my dog Molly, or my two cats, Johnny and Bella, but usually just me. Yeah, just you. Okay, so you have one dog and two cats, yes. and I understand you have an affinity for larger cats. Oh my gosh. Tell me about this. <laughs> you know, you see these videos on Facebook where you see man reunites with lion that he saved as a cub, and the lion comes up and stands up and hugs him. It's like, I want that job. Yes. Or they'll roll around with leopards. 
how do you get to do that? They would just eat me. Right? <laughs> so, yes, I would love to work with wild animals. So did you watch The Tiger King? No. No? No. <laughs> I'm way behind in TV I because so. I work all the time. That's true. So uh, I didn't, but I heard about him. I heard about him. I thought you might have loved, yeah, loved oh, the Tiger King. I but you I would probably like it. If you're working all the time, what do you do outside of work? What, what is your life like when you're not uh, working? I garden. Okay. I'm an amateur garden, a gardener. Um, but I learned from our gardener at the theater, Miss Karen. Um, but I love gardening. Uh, I used to make glass wind chimes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. um, like from scratch, where you blow it out and everything? Not blown glass, but sheets of glass that you have to learn how to cut the glass and then sand it and how to punch holes in it without breaking it. And then you string them all together and make chimes. Wow. That seems like very tedious work. It is. Yes. It is. You have to have a lot of time. I would think so. And then I'm a bit of a shopaholic, too. Oh, well, okay, now we can start talking. <laughs> Where do you like to shop? TJ Maxx. Of course. TJ Maxx. <laughs> That's great. When you say you're a bit of a shopaholic, like how often are we talking? Um, oh, well, I assure you only once a month or so. Or so. I like, yeah, I like that clarification. Or, or so. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. It's like eating chocolate. But you said you, you generally do work all the time. I mean, and you, while you do work at Alabama Shakespeare Festival, I know you also um, you also work very closely with the Cloverdale Playhouse. And um, yes. I know that you do a lot of volunteer work outside of all of that. I mean, you really are working all the time. Uh, yes, yes. And I love to go and see plays at other theaters, Cloverdale Playhouse, oh, yes. the Depot. Um, Red Mountain, uh, all, all, to see what other people in the community are doing. I love to do that. Do you let people know when you're coming to see their plays? Um, it's usually a last-minute decision, so I, I know I don't want anybody to tell me. I wondered. I just wondered if no. anybody ever says, oh, I was nervous because you were in the audience. <laughs> I might be nervous if you were and in my audience. People are texting me, oh, I'm coming to the show tonight. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that. <laughs> does that change? You, does that file away in the back of your mind? Do you have that when there's somebody perhaps you're trying to impress that's there? That makes me a little nervous, yeah. Do you get nervous yeah. still? You know who came to the play? Um... Friday night to see uh, Tempest, Martin Platt. Oh, wow. He came from New York. I haven't seen him in years, but he heard that I was retiring and that I was doing the Tempest, and he came to see it. That made me nervous. <laughs> that made you nervous. Yes. But on a day-to-day -day basis, do you still get nervous? Do you still yeah. feel butterflies? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That after is all this, crazy. After all this time? Yes. Yes, it makes me nervous. Um, Eventually, you know, I calm down and what's important in the play takes over, you know, because then it's about the other people and the story and what we've rehearsed. But before the play, yeah. What do you do? How do you, how do you channel that into... Lots of deep breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of thinking about what I'm supposed to be thinking about and not about who's at the play. Um, but, you know, I heard a coach say one time, and I think this is probably true, and I've, I've repeated it to my kids, this was an athletic coach, that said, like, nerve, nerves happen, and they can be a good thing. Yes. And it'd be concerning, maybe, if you weren't nervous, because nerves mean that you care. You care. Yes. Like, that you are 
that you, you work towards something and exactly. that you want to see something exactly. that you've and worked that you're for excited. Time and you're excited. Yeah. So how do I would just how do you take that from from nerves to excitement to performance? It's kind of like having a little jolt of caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of gets you going and excited and there's kind of a heightened awareness that's good for the stage. It is. Yeah. Speaking of caffeine, are you a coffee drinker? Yes. Yeah. What does a day look like for you? I know a lot of actors are typically night owls. Are you? No, I wish I was, but really? I, no, I get up at six. Do um, you? And I walk. And um, usually I'm at the office at nine. Uh, and then if there's a rehearsal, I'm there till, you know, late. Really? So they turn into long days. They do turn into long Are you a napper? No. I wish I could. I can't get my brain to turn off. I know. I can think of a hundred things. And then you just can't relax enough. And right. by the time you do relax enough to fall asleep, it time's up. Time to get up. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's you great. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your decision to retire. Yes. How do you know? How do you know when it's time? Um, well, I've been dealing a lot with watching myself grow older and number one I thought pure vanity it's just vanity I thought I don't I don't especially want people to come and see me and think oh well she's doing good for an old lady so um, there's that but the other the part I'm retiring from is all my office duties. Um, I run the education department and community engagement. And I feel like that's a job for somebody with a lot of young, new ideas. Yeah. And I love ASF so much that I want them to have new, great ideas. And I think that means somebody young needs to come in and someone who's on fire and that lives and breathes education and what can we do new? Let's add this, let's add this, let's add this, as opposed to me who's like, whoa, let's just try to manage what we have here. <laughs> so, and I don't think that's healthy. What an incredibly tough, though, self-examination to, yes. to come to a conclusion yeah. like that. Do you feel like you'll be involved in hiring your successor? I was. Yeah? I was, yes. Um, I guess it's all right to, well, I think she's already been hired. Okay. Yes. We don't have to, we don't have to talk specifics. Okay. But, but that, it, was that difficult for you? Is that a process that, that was hard? Is it hard to hand over something you've been so involved with? And it not is. just involved with, you've been deep in the middle of it for yes, so long. Yes, it is. It is. Um, but I just have to remind myself that this is a good thing. Yeah. It's good for ASF. And if I was going to be a mom of something besides my animals, it's ASF. Yeah. I want, I want what's good for the theater. Of course. And I think about all those young kids, and I want the best for them, you know. We have wonderful classes and camps, and there's just so much more that we could be giving young people. Yeah. I love that your honesty um, about growing old, <laughs> because I look at you and I think 
you are just, and I've always been, just a picture of grace. And you, you seem as though age is really not even, to me, as I've watched you all these years, age is not even a thing. It's just... <laughs> well, you've, you've done, you portrayed it very well. How does it feel to you? How does, how is this aging process feeling to you? Um, good days and bad days. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing about being an actor is that I'm constantly surrounded by pictures of myself. Yes. Um, and I look at that young girl and um, I see parts of her that aren't there. And so it's, it's hard. It's very hard. But it's what you do. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's natural, and I'm trying to take care of myself. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe part of retiring will be a way to learn how to come to terms with this new me and this new chapter. Um, I'm hoping that life will just sort of knock on the door and say, have you thought about this? Yeah. Or here's something you haven't done. Try this. So it's, it's mid-conversation. Are you tired of feeling drained, being overweight, having no motivation? The Weight Clinic in Prattville can help. Weight loss isn't just a physical challenge, it's a mental challenge. That's why we support our patients every step of the way with physician-directed weight loss. We offer a variety of weight loss medication, supplements, and services tailored to your personal goals. Reclaim your motivation and energy and love you again. The Weight Clinic in Prattville. Call us today. in the mirror, right? What do you see? What are you saying to yourself in the mirror? <laughs> I'm saying <clears throat> all different things every day. Sometimes it's, I miss you, that you, you used to be that Cleopatra. Oh my gosh, I think Cleopatra for God's sake. Um, and now I'm more like Miss Daisy. <laughs> You're not even close. <laughs> Um, um, but it's just, it's natural, and um, I think everybody probably feels like this, so I'm not special in that way. Um, it's vanity, just vanity. Your humility is so striking. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to, to be with you in a, a setting like this before today, yeah. and I'm so struck by how humble and um, just not about you. You are almost uncomfortable talking about yourself. Maybe that's where yes. the shy comes in. Yes. Um, you should have me over to your house more often. You, you should come. You should come anytime, actually. How have you kept that humility? Because you are a name. Your name is revered. And when you step on the stage, you are a force to be reckoned with. I would have never imagined this sweet and soft spirit that you have. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, has to be my mom. I mean, she raised me right um, to live in grace and gratitude. Um, and I, I'm, I'm aware that there's always another step better something can be. And I think maybe that's something that keeps you humble is knowing that, okay, last night was good. That, uh, that was good. But tonight I want, I want this moment to be better. Mm. I, I want this, um, like the last play, I have, I have a daughter in the play. It's like, how can I love her more? How can I make this more about her? Or just trying to make things better. I love that. I had a producer tell me, actually, an executive producer tell me one time, you're only as good as your next show. Yes. <laughs> so, that was a humbling experience for me. Don't get so yes. caught up in what you did tonight. It's, it's, it all matters what exactly. you do tomorrow night. And there are all those people out there watching who've never seen the story, never seen the play, maybe never seen me, and I want it to be a thrill for them, you know, and so just kind of constantly starting over how can I how can I make it better I already said that yeah what are you working on to make better now um, well I'm kind of on hold you know like can you hold please <laughs> um, because the play ended Sunday night so that's over um, and I have a couple months left in the office so I'm trying to make sure that everything is in place for the next person so that all she has to do is come in and watch how it works and then decide how she would make it better. Um, so I'm kind of on pause. Yeah. Till I have time to, you know, my husband wants to travel and I said, okay, let me sit still for a month. Just give me a month to sit still and feel what all this time is going to feel like because I'm so used to the clock you know yeah. get up go to work um, so I want to know what it feels like to just have time and what will I do with it when was the last time you sat still have you ever had a chance to just be still I mean there's vacation yeah. but no not really no. not really and I think being busy keeps you from thinking about some things that are important. Oh. Who you are, what are you doing for other people. You know, acting is so selfish sometimes. <laughs> um, so what am, I, what am I doing for the world? What am I doing for the community? What am I doing for my husband, for my family, my sisters? So there'll be time to think about those things yeah, and do something about it instead mm -hmm. of just, gee, what would I do if I had time? So after your month of yes. sitting still, yes. where do you plan to travel? Well, we want to go to Italy. Oh. Yes. yes. Have you been there before? Yes. Yes, we went to Venice and Tuscany, and now I want to go on the coast. Um, I've seen pictures of gorgeous scenery. That's what I want. I want gorgeous scenery. I don't care about the big city. Um, I want to see breathtaking earth. Yeah. Yeah. When you look back over the course of your career, 
Is there a moment where you're like, oh, that was it. I nailed it. I did that just right. I got it. I don't know. It can always be better. Um, so I, I don't know. And part of me feels like, I'm not, I can't say yes to that. Of course you can. You should. <laughs> you've worked hard. I think you should take credit for the work that, that you've done. Well, <clears throat> there, there, there have been moments when it felt good. Yeah. Um, or when after a play, you know, you just feel wrung out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's a good feeling. Yeah. You know, whether every moment was successful or not, you know, at the end of the night to feel like, I'm whooped. <laughs> there is something good about that. There is. Yeah. Have there been any moments as you look back where you've just, like, face planted in your palm and thought, why? Oh, God, yes. What was I thinking? What happened there? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> What's one that stands out for you? Oh, I can't think. Um, No, I, I think I've hidden those away somewhere. You talked to me, yeah. They, you don't want to go back to those. But those can be learning moments. They can be teaching yes, they can. moments. Yes, they, they I will can. never, I will never, never do, do that, that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely mine was math on TV. I'll never do math on TV again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live that one down. It's been a long, a long time. I think that would be it for me. Too. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. When you think about the work that you've done and the time that you've spent here. Do you realize what a legacy you have left? <laughs> That's, that word's just too big for me. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to sound humble. It, it's just legacy belongs to bigger people. I've worked hard. Yeah. Um, and I've built something with great people that we were proud of. Um, but m- more than that, I'm... That would be nice, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't think like that. That's overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> but you have built, you have built something very, very powerful Thank you. in this community. Thank you. And um, you have left you have left a mark that will be here for quite some time. <laughs> when you're on the stage, or perhaps when you leave the stage, what is it that you're hoping people will not just remember about you, but take from you and learn from you? Um, I want them to like me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we like you. We really like you. <laughs> Um, so many actors deep down inside. That's all we want. <laughs> Please like me. Um, I just hope they got swept away into an amazing story and had a similar experience that my character is having or that the play is having as a whole. Um, because some of the, the roles I've played are rides big roller coaster rides and on those nights when it works and you're you're doing it I hope they are too I hope they are too because that's what theater is 
it's sitting in the dark and taking a great ride. So, yeah, I hope they're yeah. having great experiences. What's been your greatest experience, or what will you take away as you step away from the Alabama <laughs> Shakespeare Festival? What will you take away as what, what matters to you? All the great people I've known. And it got to a point where I stopped um, trying to get close to people that would come in to just really? do a show because I couldn't stand to say goodbye. <sighs> I've had to say goodbye to so many people because um, they just come for a show or two. And maybe they'll come back in a year or a couple of years. So that's been the hardest thing is saying goodbye to people. But there have been just so many great moments um, with all the people, all the great people that work there, you know, Lester, Shanley, um, Carolyn, all their names, just different jobs in the theater, they're just precious to me. Yeah. And they've been my family, you know, so that's, I think that's what I'll take, and if I miss something, it'll, that's what it'll be, it's those great people. I know this is not, it's not goodbye for you. You're not leaving, you're not going anywhere, you're still going to be, be around, and you'll still be on the stage from time to time, but, but what, how do you say goodbye? How do you walk away? What's your, what's your final parting line? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Um, because I am so full of gratitude. I've been so lucky. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but, but thank you to all those great people and the great, the great women who've lived in my body, you know. That's been extraordinary. I hope that you can hear all the thank yous from <laughs> us for all that you have been and all that you have done thank and you. all that you have poured out of yourself and into this community. Thank it's you. been incredibly powerful and just really special thank to have some time with you. Thank you. Thank you. We should do this again. We should. <laughs> this has been so fun. Greta's not stepping away from everything. Thank goodness. She'll still appear on the stage at ASF from time to time, still sharing her passion and her permission to be all the versions of herself. And that's what makes her real.